This is the iFanboy Pickle League Podcast, episode 553, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. And we are live. In person. We are live. Person. <laughs> Alive. in the rain Driving twisted to the suburbs Hello, welcome to the FM with Pick Week Podcast. It's episode 553. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I am live here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Hello. All in the same room. So, sound quality, not our normal level. Yeah, but th- 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 those are the uh, trade-offs you make. We make it's, up for it with, jo- with jolly good humor. Yeah, put us all in a room and the sound quality goes down. Yeah. Separate us, sound quality goes up. That's how it works. It's an equation. It's you math, take, people. You, you can take the word sound out of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> we are a fanboy. We like comics. We read a bunch of comics. One of us picks their favorite comic called Pick of the Week. We talk about that book, other books that came out. So we do some listener mail. We give some powers out. It's a fun time for everybody. Spoiler warning. There'll be some spoilers. This is a review show, so exercise some caution. And this week, I did not have the pick, but Ron. I did. Ron had the pick of the week. I did indeed have yeah. the pick of the week. And this week, the pick of the week goes to The Black Monday Murders, number two, written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Tom Coker. Uh, and this is the second mammoth issue. Uh, which and the, This what, Connor is shaking his head like, come on. Well, no, but, the, but I got I to gotta give Hickman credit. Like you think about a way to do something different in the marketplace, yeah. And I, you know, you know, having the extra you long, stand out. yeah, having the extra long first issue is is something that a lot of, especially a lot of image books do, where to give you a lot of, you know, a, a, a large chunk to pull you in. And wasn't sure whether the second issue was going to do that after the first <laughs> issue came in at sixty pages, but no, oh, did it. This one came in at sixty pages as well too, but for four ninety nine. So it's like two and a half comics for a little bit more than one. I appreciate it. Yeah. Just I had twenty five books this week, plus eleven from a month ago that I didn't read when I was on vacation. Plus that sounds like a Connor problem, plus though, not a Hickman problem. Six more that I hadn't I'm, read I'm last time. A, I'm guessing it's a Tom Coker problem too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, How, just just he gets that script and goes. Ugh. Did they start this like two years ago? Like uh, I, yeah. I was wondering when I was reading this. Like geez. Yeah. Much of a lead time, because it's and the, the the art is not rushed in any in, no. in any capacity. No. You know, like it is it is very well done. I, I've got to say, I don't know if it's the extended page length, and you're getting more of a of the story in one batch or whatever. But Hickman is, you know, we know Hickman's creator and work is is pretty well thought out it's and he's really good at universe, universe building. I am enraptured with this whole story and the world that it's in and. I think the extended pages allow you to really get lost in it. It almost feels – it's the equivalent – you know, reading a standard comic book is like watching a TV show. This feels like watching a movie. Yeah, and it, it's really interesting. I, I read both of these back-to-back. Yeah, it's a lot of reading to do. Yep. It's like reading a trade actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 120 pages. Though. Yeah. It's, he's, it's a very interesting world. I don't know that I'm following it, which is par for the course usually with, with Hickman's indie stuff. But yeah. I find the characters really interesting. I like the main cop a lot. Yeah. I'd almost be okay if it was just a history lesson about the weird things that go on in the, in the stock the market. Yeah, the fight, yeah wasn't that, that tends to be the, the most interesting part for me. The, the, and the, the, the first issue had a lot of this. That this issue, not so much. This issue really. So in in the last issue, we got introduced to this world. We understand that there's this you know bank that is using some sort of 
symbol language or something like that, and they're manipulating the stock, the, the stock market and, and, and thus manipulating the world. And then a murder happens and our protagonist, the, the cop, sees the symbols and now when this issue picks up, it picks up with some of the fallout of that murder. And for me, the most, the most compelling scene in the issue was when uh, the cop visits a professor who is the only person who has um, – <laughs> Stop distracting us. <laughs> Josh, just because you didn't read the book. Sorry. Um, uh, he visits a uh, – Professor, A yeah. university professor yeah, who's written a book on – written a book on these symbols – and the book was completely buried. Yeah. Like someone bought every copy that was printed. And, they, and then they bought – I think they bought the publisher. Too. Yeah, they bought the publisher and then shut the publisher down. Like yeah. talk about power, right? So clearly – so and, and what it is is like it, like this, was, this, this wasn't a surprising move. I mean it's the idea of like, okay, go find an eccentric expert yeah. you know, who's been beaten down and can warn you or whatever. But like that scene really like gives you a sense of a greater thing, a greater conspiracy in the world. He can give you a lot of exposition too. But yeah. I, I like this exposition. I find yeah. all this you know, alternate history stuff really compelling. So yeah. I was – I, I lectured. This is my favorite scene of the issue. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I thought it was it was a really really strong issue. Although it just ended like the the cop goes to tell him he's like, listen, I need your help, and the guy's like, no, I can't help you. And then they have a long conversation. <laughs> then the cop gets a phone call. He's like, all right, well, I've got to go. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, be careful. We'll talk later. I'm like, oh, they're not going to talk later. Yeah, so, but also, like you you really did a lot to find this guy. Yeah, he's got to leave right away. Yeah. I realized they he left to go make an arrest. But yeah, still, yeah, um, yeah. And then we got some. Sexy lady sex in the next page. But yeah, well, hey, that happens. See what you miss out, Josh, when you don't read the second well, page. On the sexy lady sex. Oh, I, I can't, I've been yeah. trying to find that. <laughs> but uh, I, the Coker art is really great. Yep. Even no. though the cop's face changes a little bit, um, he's I, overall, it's... it's yes. Yeah. I just realized who he was, because I knew I knew that name. He he drew... He's drawn a bunch of stuff, but he drew a uh, miniseries written by Judd Winnick called Blood and Water. It was about vampires from Vertigo right. in the early 2000s that I really liked a lot. He's He's been around. I've done a lot of stuff and, looking him up. And while you're looking him up, the colorist, uh, uh, Garland, Mike Garland, yeah. um, I'll give him a lot of credit too because there's a lot of color setting the mood per scenes. You know, like, you know, see, this book yeah. so far has had several scenes that take place at sunset. And that has come across really nicely on the page. And also, you know, like in the opening scene with the uh, in uh, Berlin with the portal. Yeah, um, that was cool. It was very, very cool. Yeah, but the the red lighting and all that sort of stuff, and it, you know, just made it's 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 just the whole team is coming is gelling really together really nicely. And it's just the kind of thing where like I just get lost in this book, and that's what I you know that's what I love. Well, it's the benefit of having so many pages; you can yeah. really get. Into it. Yeah. Whenever I see like in a movie or anything like these skinny staircases, I get really nervous. Yeah, so I feel like I would fall right off. Yeah. Tom Coker did Daredevil Noir. He's done a lot of like single issues here and there. Issue Wolverine. I mean, an issue of Moon Knight. Like we've seen him around. He did the Button Water miniseries that Josh mentioned. He's a name I recognize, and it's yeah. a style I recognize. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen him on this kind of extended. Yeah. Run this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's great, and and it, it just it's really you know like I, I like uh, um. Intrigued by the the world, and I'm and uh, I feel like this pushed the story forward enough. But still, like you said, you're not quite sure what's going on. I, th- yeah. I think we're not supposed to know what's going on. I think that's by design. And who doesn't love a conspiracy story about some a secret a group running the world? Yeah, I do exactly. I do. Yeah, exactly. And and on a like, and redacted documents. Right, I like redacted documents. I, I, the mixed media and, and less to read. read. Yes. Yeah, exactly. More no, redacted, the better. Yeah. <laughs> but the having the little the the, the scene breaks with yeah. the, like, the artifacts it. of the yeah it's really, it's really, it's like it's unlike anything else that's out there and 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 I like what 
you know, the way Hickman approaches this kind of stuff, where it's like, you want this is this unique thing that is unlike anything he does, it's mm-hmm. like anything else that they're reading, and he's drawing you in, drawing you in. Now, that said, you know, next issue or issue after, either start getting answers or have big revelations or something, you know, that right. sort of thing. But, um, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm there. I want to know what these symbols mean. I want to know where, you know, right. where this is going. Um, and, you know, and it's nice because at the back of the book, there's a, uh, the Dramatis Personae, yeah. which is nice to, to, to explain who they are. Would be good with faces, you know, to say that, you know, but um, uh, maybe in a future show they'll do that. But yeah, Dr. So, Tyler Gaddis, you're not along for this world. Yeah, sadly. Uh, yeah, so uh, Black Monday Murders, number two, uh, your pick of the week this week. I, I like it a lot. I really, I didn't know what to make of it. Even though I missed the first one when it first came out because I was away, I saw you guys talking about it on our communication devices, and I was like, "Oh, geez," because yeah. I knew how long it was. But I really, I, I flew through them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, I, I was in the comic shop this Wednesday, and I was talking talking to folks about it, and people people were saying like, "Oh God, there's so much to read." I'm like, "Yeah," but honestly, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I think I, it's it's on the right side of that. Because if you look at what Marvel and DC are charging four ninety nine for, yeah. and we're talking about twenty pages, yeah, sometimes less. Um, oh, uh, you know, I, it's. I feel like this is that's the right place to be with this. You know. I'll never com- complain about good page count. Yep. Like if it's a good something I'm really enjoying, yeah. I'll read twice as much. I yeah, and having twenty five books plus vacation lag that's that's your own fault. I I counted up. It was almost fifty books. Equivalent of fifty books this week. I had to read. I didn't read <laughs> all of them. Fair warning. I didn't read them all. Uh, there's a couple of books on here we're talking about I didn't get the chance to read. I just didn't get, get chance yeah. to. Uh, but let's talk about The Flash, which I did read. The Flash number six. I read four, five, and six this week. Okay. And I missed a Domenico art. Yep. But he was back for six. And um, kind of like with Aquaman last week when I said when when Brad Walker's drawing it, it's a better book. Yep. When Domenico's drawing Flash, it's a better book, I think. I agree. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess reading that many in a row like that, the um, the twist in this one must have come as a bit of a... Twist. Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> I mean, like, like meaning it, it was the fact that it worked, and mm-hmm. I felt that way for me. Yeah, there was a little bit in the beginning where I was like, "All right, they need to get on with it," and then they did. Yeah, and I thought, I thought, oh, we're gonna have to deal with this. Happened a few times this week. I did think one of the characters died or were presumed to have died in a couple of books, and I thought, oh no, I don't want the six issues of mourning. Right, but in this one. But they- <laughs> They didn't really do that. No. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot going on. Well, he's, not, he's not convinced she's dead. Yeah. Right. The, yeah. The, Flash, the Flash's girlfriend, Godspeed, had been killing all the speedsters. Flash's girlfriend was, was quote unquote killed last issue. I think it was last issue. It's hard to say. I read them all at once. But it was more to say, but it was, I think the, the reveal in this one is that, oh, oh shit. It was God. one of those reveals where yeah. I felt dumb. Yeah. I was like, of course. Yeah. Of course it was. They weren't going to let him have a partner, just some random dude named whatever yeah. he was. Of course he's the villain. Yeah. So, But yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see it coming. I didn't either. I didn't yeah. either. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. It totally worked. I was happy with the issues and I was like, I, mean, I don't really like this all that much. And then I was like, all right, that was pretty good. <laughs> that, was, that was all right. And, and like it's got fallout. They have to deal with it. It yeah. wasn't like it just happened and now we're, now we're done with it. I feel like, like once an issue there's like a really hokey piece of dialogue. Yeah. In this one, it was when Wally walks in, Wally 2.0 walks in on Barry and Iris talking, and he goes, stop coming here to hit on my hand. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that came out of nowhere. Uh, but other than that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Dialogue is not always Williamson's strong point. His strong point is the plotting, yeah. I think. And, the plot's and, been great. Yeah, no, and you can see that the plotting and the character interaction, which is like through this and in Birthright and, and whichever, but he made you feel it. And, and uh, the Gemenico... He's really, really good. Yeah, he's I mean, really good. He is really good, but also he's he's doing a lot of great uh, facial acting. Yep, like making making uh, Barry look pained and making and making um I don't know what the other dude Godspeed's yeah look August 
yeah, disaffected by it. Yeah, he doesn't. You know, a poor fool. Um, this is a great panel here where he. Yeah, this is actually where he's revealing himself to to Barry, and like you said, he just he just he's not very upset about what's happening. It's it's Ozymandias like. Yeah, it, I guess that's sort of what it, it sort of feels like. I did it thirty five minutes ago. What are you this, stupid? First of all, he does a he does a great haggard Barry, and I think mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's even better that Barry's kind of at the he's fraying at the edges. You know, he's yeah. coming apart. Not only because all the speeches were just killed, but just in general, this whole series has been about him not not really having his life in control. So for a character like The Flash, it's interesting to see that, that part he doesn't have out. enough time. Yeah. Even a guy who can run super fast and do everything, he doesn't have enough time to do everything. Right. Well, he's trying to do too many things. Right. I can, but, I can tell you that, Barry. It's not... One of the things I really miss when he when DJ Minifa's not drawing is, is the way they make this, the lightning look like crackle, not just lines on his, yep. on his suit. Yeah. Uh, and, and and the <clears throat> the lightning crackle accentuates the tension of the yeah, scene. Yeah. Like it's, do, it's, it's done really, really well in terms of you know supporting the visual uh, language. We're going to talk about some more DC books this week, but... There's a whole real solid mid-range of like Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern happening yeah. right now, which yeah. we didn't have for the last five years. Right, yeah, they've been... So that's... I, I'm really happy. I also, I just want to call out the, the panel where it's actually Barry imagining what happened to, to Mina. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, I've seen this before because the there's suits there yeah. and, and even the, the panel... Yeah. Layout evokes what they're talking about when you know Barry wastes away to a skeleton. And that's a great shot of Barry. And I also really like what they're doing here with the gray dialogue where they're like whispering mm-hmm. I've not seen that before in comics yeah that works yeah. It, it really does work and this was a great scene I think this would have been a better scene if and also in that he didn't one, know what he was remembering if they did if, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean like, just had, like, it's an echo right yeah the only thing that doesn't work in DC right now is that it all happened but if this isn't like a, he can't figure out why he's he thinks she's not dead yeah. that would be a much more perfect, profound scene I think. also he uses a loop line from Empire Strikes Back so that's nice <laughs> nice uh, Spider-Man number eight. So, yeah, so Spider-Man number eight, a lot going on in this issue, and I was just somewhat, this book, I was, I enjoyed it, and then was frustrated about it, and then enjoyed it, because uh, the first half of the book is Miles being confronted by Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, yeah. after Miles' grandmother hired Jessica to, to, to look, you know, to find out Miles' secret, and they're basically just like, yeah, we know who you are. It took five seconds. You're not, you know, like you're, you're, you're being your reckless. You're not doing, you're, yeah. So it's very much, there was a lot of that like real talk. But um, it also very much made me remember how great Bendis is at writing Luke Cage and Jessica oh, Jones together. this was a classic Bendis, yeah. like three characters in a, a room, room on, yeah. on a roof in this, this, yeah. this is the wrong issue I'm looking yeah. at. Um, <laughs> Uh, scene and he writes those characters really well, so it was a yeah. great, really great scene. Yeah, and and it made made me realize how how much I missed him writing those two characters. Yeah, and then all of a sudden got me excited for the upcoming Jessica Jones book that he's gonna you know like it, you know it's hit Ben is doing those characters that he does so well. Yeah, but then then it got frustrating because you know then that whole scene happens and Miles goes okay well Tony called me I gotta go I gotta see what's going on with the Avengers. And it's before it's when they're about to leave. Months ago, yeah. (laughs) But and so that's what I was like. God, this is this is so behind. But then as I read the book, it fast forwarded through all of that. Yeah. And you know, and moved very very quickly. And then you've got and but still it's still months ago. It's still months ago behind. But they're in the Quinjet after it all happened, and you get and I like what the pairing of young Nova, young Spider Man, young Miss Marvel great, as great you know the, the little the, the kids at the you know the, at the, the university of yeah, the Avengers. exactly and them slowly realizing that they they are siding with Tony and that that maybe this is you know what what's going on is wrong. So a little unbalanced in terms mm-hmm. of an issue, like because it's trying to. Uh, get across the crossover needs, but at the same time, it's chopping people, a lot of wood. Chopping a lot of wood, exactly. <laughs> 
but it, at, at the end of the day, it was it was when Bendis is good and doing what he does what he does well. Great and Nico Leone too. You liked uh, it? Yeah, I did like it. I, I thought it worked really well. I liked how he drew the adults as opposed to the kids. Like when yeah. you see uh, Miles and Sam together, I thought that looked really good. And I like how they're all tiny. Yeah, it's just it's a good visual indicator. And I thought, well, you know what? For years, people have been saying there's nothing for kids to read. Right. Or not kids, but young people. You know, like and and you've got a good cadre of characters now that. That you could give to, to young kids who, who not young, but you know the youth, yeah, yeah, the youths, the youths, the youths. You know, if you want to read superheroes, this this is a good place to start. Right. This first scene was really great. The, yeah. The the, the the if the if the whole issue was Miles, Luke, and Jessica, that would have been a blast. It would have been a blast, and it was you know, and and it had that Bendis, Sorky, and you know, yeah. kind of rhythm to the to the dialogue and, and the and Jessica and Luke were great together. They had a great yeah. they had a great back and forth. And and it's funny because it because. It's really interesting, especially now in light of with the successful Jessica Jones TV show and the upcoming Luke Cage TV show, is that we had a golden age with these characters where they were doing stuff, and then they just kind of stopped. They, went away, yeah. they stopped using both of them, really. You know, like, and now it's nice to see them kind of coming back. I would argue that for a while, Luke Cage is one of the more important characters in Marvel. Yeah, from, yeah. from he was the leader of the Avengers for a while. Yes, for that, yeah. that whole Avengers, Avengers period, he was probably the most important character in the team, and, that, and they just they just stopped using. Him. Yeah, yeah, very weird, very strange, but it's nice to see. Him back it's got me excited for what's coming it's also got me excited for uh civil war to please end i i just, you're, just i mean just, I, I am enjoying the central story but it's so lopsided here yes there's not a lot of tension in that yeah if you look at the way that the faces are drawn throughout that whole carol tony meeting it's great there's like a whole panel of like <gasps> faces shocked, yeah. shocked and yeah. like as you keep going through it there's just people reacting all over with these big sort of cartoony faces which works really well yeah. as a way to break up what would be a really boring thing to draw right because yeah. it's basically tony and carol explaining everything that we already know because we read it months ago <laughs> yeah yeah and i actually for a second i thought oh maybe they've decided to stop fighting and come together like if this is now like oh they're getting along and they've decided I thought, that'd be a fun twist on Civil War 2 that it doesn't happen yeah <laughs> Civil War 2 <II. laughs> <Yes>. yeah <laughs> oh we decided this was stupid so we're gonna come together and fight the actual threat I was like why didn't they do that what is the actual threat who there's, cares there as long one. as it's not them there isn't one to fight yeah. come up with one it's not you know everyone <laughs> Civil War 2 everyone beats on Ulysses yeah, hopefully you did this, <laughs> and he's like, "I should have seen that coming." Scene. Stupid Inhumans. Um, <laughs> just so it, they were, they were, they were, just, they were. We're not talking about it this week, but they were crowbarred into all new X Men, the Dennis Hopeless book. Like right. they're they doing this great thing with Iceman or whatever, and then all of a sudden the Inhumans show up, and it's like enough, enough. Just awful. We're the new hotness on the block, man. Yeah. Anyway, Black Science. Black Science number 24 picks up where we left off, where uh, Grant is uh, in the clutches of this witch who says, uh, I will give you, you know, I will trade you for what you came here for if you give me all your secrets, the secrets to Black Science. And so in order to, to help his daughter, he goes along with it. And uh, there was one really, there was one, the opening pages, the, uh, the narration boxes really got me because... Um, you know, uh, where Grant is thinking to himself and he's saying how, you know, we label ourselves, we identify one thing that we do above above all, but what happens when you lose that? Mm. And then one line where he says, how does an artist go on without arms? Um, which I think was, was a real, like, okay, wow, this is a, this is a great 
eats with his mouth. I, yeah, maybe. There are um, I know, I know there. But, um, yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a great situation to put Grant in. It's and interesting. Then, you don't, I don't know how they're going to get him out of it. That's what's yeah, great exactly. about it. Yeah. I don't have any idea. Yeah, and then what's funny is to see how it manifests itself where so they they do the thing with the witch, they get the heart, and his daughter delivers the heart to the, the, the townspeople, and then then, he's, then she agrees to go back with him, and he's going to bring her back to, to her mother, and he's on the ship. And he's just stupid. Yeah, he, it's just, he's like, he's, he's like, like, yeah, like trajectories. He's yeah, he's like, he's like, ah, like, oh, just do the thing, you know, what we did, right? <laughs> like, and, the, and you could tell, like, he, um, it almost yeah. got a flowers of Al, flowers for Algernon <laughs> yeah, kind right, of feeling, yeah. you know, right? Where he knows what they need to do, but he doesn't know how to do it, you know, and, and he's just kind of leaning on the, the ship to help him. And then what I thought was great was so they go back to Earth and they, you know, they park the ship and then they walk and, and he tells her she's got to go see his mother. Her mother, but he's not going to go because he's afraid to face his, his wife or his ex-wife or whatever. And then the book comes back and revisits the organization that originally hired him to do what he did, which is something that I feel is great as yeah. the dimension-spanning stuff has been. Best, we haven't best dealt with this at all. We haven't dealt we're, with, with we're, that. We're yeah. back in the real world. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. his average intelligence – it must be fun to write dumb Grant. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like – it took me a second to realize because I was like, is this an alternate whatever? And I was like, yeah. oh, this is just – where we started, and it's just the real world, and there's no. It's all fucked up because it's very fucked up. But that's. I mean, it turns out the the bad guy is his boss. Yeah. Not so much the guy who was on the ship with them. Yeah. Although that guy also. True, but he's more like the henchman. Right. Yeah. I like seeing Kadir again, though. That's. I mean, like, the, the, all these relationships to come. You know, you thought that they were all done, but now we're back in it again, and then to see the overarching villain. And the consequences of what has happened, uh, you know, so it's like, oh, great. This is a great direction to take this. Sometimes I lose track of who's alive and who's dead, and I figure out what the hell. There's like 20 of them running. Yeah, exactly, because there's so many alternate dimensions. I also enjoy how Grant's nose is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. The more issues that go along. Mateo does like the pointy nose. The long pointy nose. Someone needs to call... Mateo's parents and figure out why they didn't tell him to knock that out. Like, oh, <laughs> stop it. You know what? This is going to be a big problem for you someday. You can stop it now. But they didn't nip it in the bud. Yep. It's all their fault. I took a flyer on Hadrian's Wall, number one, this week from Image Comics, written by Kyle Higgins, who has written a lot of things we've read before. The last thing he wrote was uh, that uh, Cowell book. Yeah. yeah. And Alex Siegel with art by Rod Rice. And um, it, you know, on the cover and the first couple pages... So it's going to be a sci-fi story. So I read it expecting some sort of twist. Yep. It did be a demon because that seems to be the MO. Yep. But there was no twist. It was a pure sci-fi book. Sci-fi crime, right? Sci-fi crime. So basically there's an astronaut who is, is, ends up dead. Well, he's not an astronaut. But he's, he's a crew member of Hadrian's Wall, which is a ship. And he's, he ends up dead. And so they have to send an investigator up to investigate it. And he is the ex-husband of a woman on the ship who's either like a captain or a high-level person on the ship and her ex, her hus- current husband's on the ship too and there's a lot of intrigue. He's the one who died. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's the one who died. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're so right. what happens is that you have the, this investigator who lost his wife, broke up with his wife and she shacked up with, with this space I mean, guy and now dead. the space guy is dead. Right. So you got that. And so now she's pissed that he's investigating. You know, like there's bias all around. And there's a lot of secrets going this on. It's like a TV yeah. pitch. Yeah, it does, yeah. This is, well, that's most most comics probably. But this, there's a lot of everyone's got secrets. Someone someone dumps this guy. The main character's medicine in the, in the sink at the end of the issue. There's a lot going on here. I was intrigued. I really like the art a lot. Yeah, mess with a man's medicine. This is the team that did that did cow. Yeah, I like the and art. The, the art of cow was, 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 was really 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 interesting. Really well. Um, it's neat to see them take on a completely different. Yeah, I think Cal, I liked cow's. I the idea of cow more than the execution. Yeah. 
I actually really like the execution of this issue. Like, yeah. So I'm definitely going to re- read on. Yeah. Um, it's good science fiction. Right? Yeah, I like I, it's it, it's really yeah. solid science fiction. Expansy. Kind of expansy. A little, a little, a little expansy. Who's going to do the Expanse comic book? I'm surprised there isn't. I'm surprised there isn't one yet. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's talk briefly to the people out there in podcast land how you can help iFanboy. Go to iFanboy.com slash support. That's where you can find many things. Number one, you can find the Amazon link. That's where you can go. Click on that link. It's not so much a link. It's a big banner. Click on, click on that and you it's can... It's technically make, a link. True, but... We have like, the best links. Look at the most tremendous, beautiful links. A lot of links are just some words. We have a large picture. <laughs> a lot of people are talking about our links, about how nice they are, how much they appreciate those links. And we're that's gonna, pretty soon we're going to release some good information about our links. Boy, these, these <laughs> they're jokes... Gonna, it's going to be unbelievable. This joke's going to really hurt in two months. So... Uh, I keep doing it. You can click, click... I'll make all your purchases there. We get a little piece of your sale. Nothing comes out of your pocket. comes out of Amazon's pocket and that helps us keep things going here. Uh, you can also become an iFanboy patron, patreon.com slash iFanboy. We have so many wonderful patrons. The response has been overwhelming, and uh, there's many different levels. We've hit three reward levels, I believe. We're going to be doing our first uh, patron-only hangout at the end of this month, so look for, if you're a patron, look forward to that Stay information. Tuned. Stay tuned. And, you know, you get your superpower, which you get to get up. There's a lot of great things going on at patreon.com slash iFanboy. You can vote. And also important, yeah, you can <clears> vote <throat> on a book that comes out each week. But uh, all patrons who are getting rewards, rewards will be, be, uh, start being mailed out this month. So yeah, we, we, we finally got them in from the, from the manufacturer, and we're going to mm-hmm. start mailing them out. And you, as we just mentioned, you can vote on a book to be included in the show every week. So a lot of great, fun things happening with our patrons. Go to patreon.com slash iFanboy. Finally, if you just want to donate some cash, you can do that at iFanboy.com slash support. You don't want to become a patron. You don't want to purchase via Amazon. You can just uh, donate via PayPal. Cash our way. It works that way. Thanks to everyone who does all that stuff. And why Why is Suicide Squad number two on this list? Wait. You didn't put it I on didn't here. put it no, on. I did. I didn't even read it. What the hell? I did. Because I'm, I'm, infil- I'm I, it's like a train wreck. I just can't stop looking. No, what... what uh, I I saw some stuff online. I had I saw some you know, you know comments about how it was good or whatever. You know, I'm like, all right, well, let me check this out. And that's when I realized. So this is uh, you know, of course, Suicide Squad. You know, the the, the big summer movie, summer blockbuster. And this <laughs> is seven hundred million dollars written by Rob Williams, who we like, right? We we think yeah. Rob Williams is yes, great. Yes. With um with art by Jim Lee, um, ink by Scott Williams. So normally that's a that's a big thing you look at. Yeah. And I read the book and I was like, wow, that's. That seemed awfully brief, <laughs> and I realized that Jim Lee drew thirteen pages. Who drew the other pages? Then the rest is a eight-page backup story about Boomerang. Oh, oh. right, that counts. <laughs> if it's original, still like I mean, the comic but not is, drawn by Jim Lee though. The well, right, but yeah. that's not. It's also not the story. It's a, it's a side story. Right, it right. says nothing. Yeah, and but is that is that is this team who do the backup story? They credit on the cover. Yeah, I think oh. so. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a full size comic. All, all comics used to be this. No, but they were longer. They yeah, were they were regular size. Plus no, they're the back. Oh, yeah, they are credited on the no, cover. No, like they weren't. They, like the first feature in like an old Flash comic was shorter. Well, the old, the old comics were told short stories. They showed they told like five short. Pieces. I know that. So it's different. We're talking about modern comics. Yeah, but they can but they can get away with it because of that. I I don't know. I, I think that's a stretch. I, Listen, I I think if you're doing a Jim Lee comic and you can't even do twenty pages, then like it's that's okay. All right, you know. Okay. And on top of that. There were several pages where, like, yes, okay, that's clearly Jim Lee. Like, it's Jim Lee that we know and whatever. But there was a couple of panels where like, I – Like the like, first issue where it just doesn't look like Jim Lee at all. It doesn't look like Jim Lee at all. You know, like it looks like – yeah. Two things. Yeah. You read a Suicide Squad comic. <laughs> it doesn't matter what You've it is. You've only brought this on yourself. Yeah, no. It doesn't matter what you're complaining about. Yeah. It's not like you didn't know it was coming. B, 
complaining that Jim Lee isn't drawing enough or fat. I mean, well, look, I have a like, scenario for you. So, would you rather have this where he does thirteen pages and there's a backup and he does it every month, or would you rather him do three issues and then be done? Three issues be done. Really? Yeah, I'd rather have it contained. He's not gonna do that. Yeah. And the other, the other, the other big note is that they killed Captain Boomerang. I'm sure they did. Again. Again, it, it's just smoldering boots. Oh shit! That's, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of <laughs> And I will, everyone falls over. Uh, yeah, that's I will give him beat. credit that, like, so Captain uh, Captain Boomerang impulsively, uh, you know, approaches some alien thing that they don't know what it is, a Phantom Zone thing. So he was in Prometheus. Then? He gets blasted, and then you just see his boots, and then you get a bunch of reaction shots, and then one boot falls over. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a nice sequence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good sequence. Also, they, it should be noted that the reaction shots are sort of. Deadshot is just that horrible. Deadshot's metal face. <laughs> that eye is not in the right place. No, it is not. It's I, like next to his ear. Yeah. Everything about Deadshot is wrong. Yeah. Anyway. So, it, I don't know. The, the whole suicide train where I keep just... Keep, Are you going to keep reading it? I think he is. We'll see. You, no, no, that is... <laughs> I, know I know what that means. All right. So, Detective Comics 940. Caveat, I have not read this because I have three issues behind. Oh. I just go ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. I just... I don't, I honestly, I don't want to ruin this for you. Okay. Leave the room, Connor. You got to leave the room. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a, okay. <laughs> I really, I really wanted to get to it, but I, I really wanted you to go. I'm, okay. I'm going to have to ruin it for That's you. Fine. There's That's no fine. way to, th- That's fine. they make you believe that they killed Tim for about half of the issue. Okay. Oh, this is what everybody was all, and everybody was getting all up in arms about Were they? Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, it was like, they didn't. And I, and I just, thank God. <laughs> I really, I thought, I thought again, it was like, I don't. I've done this story with Batman numerous times, where Robin gets killed, right. and we have to go through it. And then by the end, he's in a room. So even if Batman has to get through with it, then we know. But I also we thought we know the truth. I also thought ballsy, like because they had right. to go down, and it was a blaze of glory. If you remember at the la- end of the last issue, there were all these drones coming in, and they were all going to go fight them. And then they realized that that Tim had rewired them, so they would be coming straight at him. And he's like, "I got this." Either literally or metaphorically. I don't think he actually said it. Um, but it was that situation. And I don't know why that happened, to be honest with you. Because I'll take care of this. i got to go to college in a month. so uh, I'll, That's I'll a kill. weird reason. <laughs> I know, but that's kind of what it was framed as. And he left a note, which is weird. So he's suicide. And then like at the end, he's in a room. Sorry, right, and well. he's like, you have to let me out. And we don't know who's got him in there. And we need, a, we need a Robin calling. So, yeah. on the one hand, I thought, all right, if you're going to kill some off, just do it and kill some off. On the other hand, oh, we're just doing the fake thing. But at least they did it at one time. They right. didn't kill him and then bring him back in six months, which right. would have been horrible. Right. So, that was a good choice of, of, um, of a choice that I'm not sure is a good adventure. The text has been good. Yeah. All-Star Batman number two. So, I wasn't around for the first issue, and I haven't listened to that show yet because I just read the first issue about ten minutes before we started the show. I don't know what you guys' thoughts are, but this is like a... It was pick of the week. That's right. It was pick of the week. I know that they keep saying this is in continuity and Duke's in it and all that stuff, but I mean, it doesn't feel like... It feels like a mishmash it of... It doesn't, of and that's Frank, why I liked it. It feels like a, the Frank Miller bat, also Batman like dialed down 10 notches. Yeah. And it's like it's gonzo, like almost Pulp Fiction-esque sort of mm-hmm. adventure story. And, and just a very different side of Scott Snyder Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I liked about it. Yeah. Because we'd been doing that that other side for a long time. And the Ramita Jr. art really does this lend is, a different flavor than... This is some good Ramita. Yeah. It, and it's it's done properly for him. You know, like it, like a lot of times you get stuff and I don't think it's the right fit for him. Right. This is, this is totally right. It, there was a really interesting take on 
what Two Face is and how he operates, right. which will you know the go shared, the, way the, the shared mind. Sorry. Yeah, which will go the way of the dodo sometime, and right. that's fine. But for this, I think it totally works. Yeah, I liked it. This is a more much more brutal Batman. He's got his cowl ears are nines, which I was trying to figure out how that worked, but I guess it just does. And I love that he just he's just sort of plowing through all of these villains on this on yeah. this uh, road trip. Villains you haven't seen forever. And also, as a younger reader in the '80s, the KG Beast, who's just called the Beast here, uh, was one of my favorite villains because it was yeah. And they they set him up very nicely. He yeah. killed somebody, didn't he? I'm sure he did. No, like he killed like one of the main characters one time when one of the main characters died. I don't remember. Could be. No, maybe it was he got killed. Like someone, someone stories, died. Somewhere. One of the big stories started the KG Beast dying. I think the KG Beast and the NKV Demon were my two, two my favorite. I'm going to keep calling French. him the KG Beast because that's a much better yeah. name than the yeah. Beast. The KG Beast is great. I, I really enjoy this. It's, it's it's so gonzo. It's so like I can see it as a film, like with the little character introductions, like popping on screen with the, yeah. with the music stage. title cards. Yeah, like yeah. it's. I didn't know what to expect because they kept saying, "No, no, this isn't continuity." But they have to say that to get people to buy it because people are stupid right. and won't buy it unless it is. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it is at all. So that's totally fine for me. Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Corps, number four, and Green Lantern is number six. I'm really liking both of these books. Yeah. I haven't really read Green Lantern in forever, and I like the Green Lanterns book because I like those two characters, but I'm really liking the Hal Jordan book because that feels the most like a Green Lantern book that I've been missing. Yep. Despite the fact that it's all about Sinestro and the, the Yellow Corps, yep. that's fine, whatever. They're still out in space. Well, and, and the, the cliffhanger is that now the Green Lantern yeah. Corps is going for them. But um, I, I thought you wanted to talk about this because uh, there's about – Five pages of Guy Gardner just naked talking to Sinestro. It's like um, which is which, it's, it's like Austin Powers. So they yeah. keep putting a little object in front. Yeah, of like, yeah. At one point, when he was the bag of beers. In front, yeah. yeah, like like and and because the whole premise is that you know Guy Gardner has gone to save Hal. He's having a recon mission, yeah. Yeah. and he ends up on the the Fear Planet, and his they drain his ring, and so he's got zero power. Uh, so his suit goes away. And so his suit, you know, uh, disintegrates. So I'm like, ah, you could have left the suit on. It's like... <laughs> well, the, the red suit's from the ring. Yeah, I know. So, uh, <laughs> so that shows like, why aren't you wearing clothes? Like, you tell me you weren't underwear on that suit? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like this issue a lot. I, this book's been really good. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. Um, I'm really happy about the sort of the second tier characters right now, do you see? Yeah. Those are the books we wanted to talk about. Let's talk about the Patron's Choice book. The Runaway Choice. As we mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, the patrons at patreon.com slash ifanboy vote every week to put a book into the show. I always hope it's going to be something really weird that we're not going to read, but so we're going to run a book that we were going to talk about anyway. Yeah. Doom Patrol, number one, the first from Young Animal, the new Vertigo imprint that is being run by Gerard Way. Gerard Way. Yep. Coincidentally, written by Gerard Way. Coincidentally, written by Gerard Way. Um, Grant Way, huge Grant Morrison disciple, and think? this is well, we know that from well, the past. I know. Grant and and I mean, if you're if you're a fan of Peter Milligan, you you would love this this book because this is very Peter Milligan-y in story style. And it was weird. It was very weird. I really liked bits of it. Yeah, I really liked the EMT characters together. Yeah, uh, I thought they were fun. I obviously don't have much of a sense of what's happening. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to. Right, but the art was great. Yeah. Nick Darrington. Nick Darrington is the artist on this. I thought this was really, really good. I was really excited. I'm really excited about this whole imprint just because I like, you know, the idea of something different going on. And this is probably the closest to Vertigo-y, you know, that, you know, like the whole of what the original Vertigo mission was all those years ago, yeah. which is take stuff that already existed in the DC Universe and do it. Weird. Weird. Yeah, do it out of continuity and weird or not in superhero continuity. Mm -hmm. And this definitely, you know, is of that idea. Really clear that this is being written for the trade, though. 
Yeah. Because I just what, there wasn't enough. In yeah, because I, I, I thought it's one of those like when you get your stack of books, I'm like, oh, this could be a pick of the week contender because yeah, I, you know, totally. I, I like Gerard's work. I, you know, I, I love the idea. I love the energy behind it. But this one issue just lacked that thing for me to grab onto yeah. to make it great. And not that it's not great, but it just it, it's the first chapter. And I imagine that that this whole. You know, when the first five or six issues go into trade, it'll read, read really well because it's clear that it's writing for the trade. I feel like that'll come when the team comes together. Yeah, yeah. Right now yeah. they're separate. My favorite bit, though, was so the two EMT characters are taking a break, and the older one tells the younger girl that she should meet his son because his son is weird and she's weird and they get along. Yeah. And then he proceeds to talk about how there's people living in this hero. So it's like, yeah. who's the weird one? Yep. Yeah. I think it's you. Describing the, the civilization inside your food. Well, I thought it was, I thought it was weird because he, he was using it as a metaphor, like you know. I get like, it. Yeah. But it's like it was no. just like. But, what I, thought, but I, what I thought what was interesting was that he's using the the idea of what if in this whole in this Jiro there's a whole universe and people living or whatever, and then there actually was. Right. That's what I found even weirder. It was like, wow, he nailed it. It's like, <laughs> so. Um, and I love the art style change when it went into. Yeah. I mean that sort of colored pencil. Yeah. Thing is really great. Yeah, and and so Robot Man or whatever. Is, his name he's been Cliff. living in the Giro yeah. which is just you know odd and he bursts out of it and that's how they find him um, I, I love those single pages about what's going on with Niles Calder and he's si- sitting outside making music apparently it's just so, a, yeah. it was just so weird it was, yeah that, that was a great page but yeah this is fun I can't wait to read this, more of it this, but, yeah. this had that vibe and energy to it that was good you're right it needed I, I wish it was twice as long but yeah either twice as long or I needed something at the end you know like it yeah. just it's just too too preliminary for, for you know right. to, to, for me to make, have made it pick of the week but yes. I'm glad it's a good start so. I'm looking forward to more Josh has got a dismissive face I like the cover <laughs> the cover <laughs> and it, was, it was was cool because you peel that back yeah. actually and on the paper version and you see the yeah. Yeah. I, it seemed like there wasn't anything really. it was weird and yeah. I don't like things that are weird for the sake of being weird without an underpinning yeah. and I don't know what that underpinning was I like Robot Man though Robot Man's great great design great he's guy. a great character so let's quickly look at the I we got this report. So yeah, so there was just one. There was only one really big offender that we wanted to, that I wanted to mention right. in terms of the I got this. Um, and I realized that uh, when Civil War Amazing Spider-Man number three came out, it was it, it, it was an offender. And here we are again with issue number four. Um, double offender. Du- not only du- like the possibly the most egregious to the point where I want to stop doing this after this one <laughs> yeah. because like I think we this made one, our- this one fo- solves the equation. It ends it. I, I, yeah, I think this is this is where like listen, we're not going to win against this war. Um, we're aware of it. I think we're all noticed it. This is a um, war of attrition. Yeah, but uh, so the main point of this whole miniseries kind of wraps up with the fight between Spider Man and the Sonic guy, or whatever, and then Spider Man's talking to Carol Danvers and basically pledging his allegiance to her side of the Civil War thing, and then they go to to leave and they jump off the, the helicarrier and Spider-Man who is uh, webbed to Carol's arm which I always found kind of odd he says we got this right and Carol says we got this <laughs> it was a it was a whole Actually, conversation I mean, spoken and we got this you know what I, I, I don't I didn't even listen to what you're saying because I'm just staring at that stupid fucking glowing blue spider on his chest <laughs> which I haven't seen in weeks you know what? It, I like the artist who's the artist uh, Charles Foreman the art has oh, been great yeah, in this whole yeah. series. This whole series, I, I mean, Christos Gage wrote it, so oh, wow. he's the main offender. But Travel Foreman on the art side has been fantastic. I mean, it, the coloring, the coloring, the coloring the yeah, color. is not is not. Uh, is she got? Did she go in a chimney? Why is her face yeah, ashy? Yeah. I don't know. It's probably the light from that stupid logo <laughs> on his chest. Yeah. But anyway, so I, 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 
I was like, you were talking and I was just looking at it and I was like, why do I hate that? Oh, that's why. He exaggerated the spider yeah. more than other people too, by the way. But yeah, single panel, entire conversation spoken and we got this. Awesome. We got this, right? We might, we might need to retire now. I think so. I think, I think we, at least we've so, made our point. So you're saying they win. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Was there any ever doubt they would win? So those are the books that came out this week. If you go to iFanboy.com. You can talk about those books or other books that came out this week. Uh, a lot of there was a lot of books. There's a lot of books. It was a big, big week. week. Yeah. Uh, so let's do a couple of audience questions. Does Josh know about this first one? No. Okay. Good. This all part. right. So all right. First question comes from Grant from Loves Park, Illinois, and he says, "I've been listening to your earliest episodes after you announced last week that they're back on the iTunes feed, and on one of the really early ones, you guys are talking about how TV shows lose their appeal if they're based on a romantic will there or won't they dynamic, and the two characters in question get together. But Josh said, well, they did it best on dot dot dot, and Ron cut him off." It's been driving me crazy because I want to know what show Josh feels the will they won't they be <laughs> did best. And I fanboy time. I've been thinking about this since late 2005. In real time, it's been a couple of days. But what is real time really? I don't expect Josh to remember exactly what he was thinking. But my question is, what show do you guys think had the best will they won't they romantic theme? <laughs> I wish this was video so everyone could see Josh's face right now. Okay, first of all, that that 2005 Josh, he's dead. So we don't know what he thinks. He's he's gone. I, first I, like, all, but first off, I don't remember this well, yeah, at all. years ago. We, well, first of all, I, I, on a side note, I love, we have actually been hearing from a lot of people who have been going back in the feed once we announced last week that the shows are all back. Yep. And they're discovering our early episodes and how terrible they were. So yeah. that has been, that's been really fun nice. to, to see. But Josh, what, uh, what were you talking about then? Cheers. <laughs> you know, cheers? I mean, that was my first instinct. Is it? Like, that's, that was every sitcom in the 80s though, wasn't it? A little bit. For the most part. Cheers is the one that I think would have been. Yeah. Like Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Moonlighting is the one that ruined it. Moonlighting is the one that ruined it. Because they did it so well and then they then they, then they went too far. Right. They got together and then yeah. the show. Well, whenever they the get chemistry together. Chemistry went away. Yeah. 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 Um, Cheers at least Cheers you had Diane one. go away. Yeah. yeah. And so that's like, well, I guess we closed the book on that, but it wasn't the yeah. way that you wanted. I thought you were going to say Friends. I never watched Friends. Oh. I like the idea of people listening and asking us questions about shows from 11 years ago. Those are fun. Those are those like, fun. I so. have no memory of this. Yeah, no memory at all. And I was trying to think, what would you... It's got to be cheers. cheers. I think it's cheers. It has, what cheers. else would there be? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would have been The Office at the time. would have been on five. I mean, The Office was on, but Office I don't think it Office UK, very good. Well, they weren't. That was it. Could that have been that. that could but, have been, yeah. but they ended it yeah. after they did. Yeah, yeah. And that was, the, that was key. Because yeah. you don't want to watch them after that. Right, yeah. Like, like we American, saw the American office. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which was bad, but it was different. It wasn't bad, but it was different. Yeah. It's less yeah. memorable. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it was Cheers. All right. All right, Josh. If anyone else has any questions for Josh about what he said 10 years ago, please write us at contact.ifanboy.com. <laughs> Scott from Chicago, no. Illinois. This is a double Illinois email segment. Oh, wow. There you go. Is it possible to outgrow a character? Since I got into comics as a youngling, I tell anyone who would listen, Spider-Man is my favorite comic character, despite the fact that you can give him a hyphen. I oh, oh, my God. I'm going to, uh, it's, it's wrong in two ways, at least, right here. <laughs> Still would today, if pushed. But here's the rub. I haven't read a non-Ultimate Spider-Man book in years. Whenever I try, I find him grading. Grow up and accept your faults, you immature garbage bag. Have you grown out of your favorites? Will there ever be, come a day when Josh can't read Preacher? Ron can't read X-Men? Connor says Batman no more? Well, I got the easy one on that because there's not going to be more Preacher. So, But there is a day where Josh can't watch the Preacher TV show. So I guess that, he, maybe he means you go back and read it and realize you don't relate to or connect to them anymore. That's, those are two different things, though, because he hasn't read a Spider-Man comic in years. He said he wants him to grow up and get over or whatever. So right. it sounds like – so there's like – He has grown up in the Spider-Man. He's running a company. Yeah. He's got a glowy boo thing. I mean, that's the re- – that, I mean, 
I understand why you don't read Spider-Man. In fact, I would think you would have a bigger problem with the Ultimate Spider-Man, who's the younger person. But he doesn't. That's very good. But I I, I get what he's saying. So I I recall us, by the end of Scott Pilgrim, really hating Scott. Okay. Yeah. Are there superheroes? Because he wasn't mature and dumb. Are there ongoing superhero characters who you used to really like, and now whenever you see them, or now you're just not excited about them showing up, but you used to be a big fan? Wonder Man. They haven't no. really changed him. Though. Yeah, they have. I, well, I mean, they, I, I, when he shows up, you're yeah. like, I don't even know what this is. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. there are, it would be not because I've outgrown them. It's because they've changed them. Right. I was going to say, because he says, yes. he, he, uh, Scott asks, you know, is there a point where Ron can't read the X-Men? Yes. Yes, right but now. not because of the characters. Yeah, it's because <laughs> of the the writers and the editors. It's not because of the characters. But, but that is the character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, that, yeah, that's yeah. that's how they are. They are the men yeah. behind the curtain. Manifested. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't read Green Lantern anymore. Yeah. I don't know that there's any character that we would superhero character we would say we don't relate to anymore unless they have changed them. If they're still the original thing we liked about them, I don't think there's anybody we, we, right. we would do. I think there are versions of them that we like, though, and then those versions shift and change. But so let yeah. me ask you this, then. Yeah. You know Batman is a very malleable character. Yep. He can exist in all sorts of forms. Right. Are there versions of it that you don't really get into that, you know, like all-star Batman, that kind of thing? Or, or are you kind um, of like all-comers? I'm sure there is. I didn't really love the the original All Star, the Frank Frank Miller's. <laughs> well, yeah. um, so that would probably be a version of it. Yeah, like a mean. Well, I guess Batman's mean. Like a over the top. He was over the top mean. Right. Know? Batman is mean at its sort of always, but he was just like a jerk. Yeah. Well, what I mean, about what about you and Hawkeye? Yeah. But they changed Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. but 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 in the same. If you went back now and read West Coast Avengers, would you still like Hawkeye? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. be fun. Yeah, I like it. It would make me more mad about how he is now. <laughs> yeah. And like, even so, even when like the Fraction and Aja Hawkeye was going on, and 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 we were enjoying it, and it was it was this is good. I was still thinking, I was like, well, that's not. I mean, that's not the character. Not I like my Clint. It's a different. It's hashtag a, not my Clint. It's got the same name, but other than that, it's it's a purple person. It's a pod person. Yeah, in it a came, way. Came back and he went. <laughs> yeah, but that seems to be more like if they if they're trying to find something to do with the character. And invent a reason for them to be because no one else cares. Which, yeah. you know, that happens. I mean, the Inhumans are kind of like that. Yeah. I used well, to love oh, the yeah. Inhumans. Yeah, now they're annoying. Yeah. I mean, because they, they've throat. changed all of They changed what it was that was cool about them. Is that they were, well, they were a background. They were yeah, an underground. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to reconcile, because I do enjoy the Charles Soule book. The, yes. Uh, the, the main one, not uh, Uncanny. Oh, but it is Uncanny different. Uncanny Inhumans, yeah. not the only ones. Right. But you're right. They were more special when they were just something that would show up every now and then. Yeah, and they were like super powerful, but like in the background. And their family, their you know, that was solid. It was Medusa and Black Bolt, and now that's all ripped asunder. And there's a whole they're, they're out in the open. They've got the island in the harbor. He's got a club in Grand Central. <laughs> the cloud. Yeah, everything's a, 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 like it, an Inhuman was special. Yeah. So that, I mean, there's a, I was actually thinking that earlier when you were talking about them, and I thought, I used to really, like, look forward to seeing the Inhumans yep. metered out nicely, yep. as opposed to being the center of everything. Yeah. All right. There you go. There you go. Scott from Chicago, Illinois. If you have a question or a comment, you can email us at contact.fanboy.com, or you can send us an audio clip. Keep it in 30 seconds. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and uh, thank you for doing so. And how long you thought about it. How long you thought about it. Also important. Yep. So now we get to the point where we thank our patrons by giving them a uh, – we do this. we've been doing this every week for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we, if you go to patreon.com slash ifanboy, you, you uh, become a member at a certain level or a patron at a certain level. Yeah. You get to have your very own dumb slash awesome, depending on your point of view, superpower. And so this week uh, we start with 
with Ron. All right, so we want to thank uh, patron Lucas Barwald for supporting iFanboy, and Lucas's power color matching. That looks good. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, you know how when you see, like, you see uh, in, in a magazine, you like that color blue and you want to paint it on your wall, uh, and it, so you can never quite get it. He's like, oh, no, that's Pantone he knows, number. Yeah, he, he knows the numbers. He can. He talks Pantone. Oh, oh wow. Really? Color matching. Can he also switch that to digital? Oh, uh, yeah, no, he knows the hex numbers. Okay. Like, yeah, all that. All, wow. Any uh, RGB values, whatever it is. He sees color. He sees the numbers I, behind the color. I got a job for that guy. Yeah, <laughs> you can imagine. Can he switch so, to CMYK just like that? Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's right. all just, it's just another language. Interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a visual to number language that, that he just, but also, he's always been able to. He doesn't know how it happened. But also on a practical level, yeah. say you're out shopping for clothes and you yeah. just go, should I get this? He goes, yeah. you got to get that one. Right, no, exactly. He, know, he knows what colors go together how they work. and all how they work, like complementary and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know just, that Jordy Belair actually has that. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Lucas is Lucas can, is color matching. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Ian Matthew Spillane. You know when you have a band aid and you out you go do something and you have to wash the dishes and then that band aid won't stick. Mm. He can make them stick again. Oh. <laughs> He keeps a band-aid. That's very useful. He and I, so it only work on band-aids. <laughs> no, it's like an adhesive. So if you've got a piece of tape yeah. and you have to pull it off for a second and put it back on, but it got dust on there and doesn't, so then you got to start all over. So he re-energizes adhesive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, cool. But only for band-aids. No, no. For, no, no. For he, can, he can do. Or, oh. Yeah. All right. Well, that's less exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's less exciting, but more more utilitarian. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. useful. Certainly, yeah. keep him around, especially yeah. after the after the uh, battles, but. Uh-huh. You know, less less interesting. It's just like he can make a roll of tape last a lot longer. It's an you only need one roll. It's an economic benefit. Well, there's different types. There's your duct. Sure. There's your packing. Right. Your gap, okay. Okay. Gap, say right. that you're packing up a package, right? Yeah. And you you go to and you have to reposition it, but it yeah. pulls all the cardboard. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. Start all over. Yeah. Not a problem for Ian. He's got this. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, Alex Ferrer, thank you very much. Uh, Alex's power is that he knows. Every member of G.I. Joe and their real names. <laughs> is that a power? Yes. Or is that just a... He's never actually seen or read yet. <laughs> he just has this knowledge of it. <laughs> he just knows. I'm going to hit you with something. Tell me if this is right. Yeah. Conrad Hauser. Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He knows him. He's never seen an episode. Doesn't know he doesn't why. know why. It's, it's, it's one day. He awesome. Was, yeah. He was like, shipwreck. <laughs> I were looking at you waiting. For I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Jack Nicholson. There's no good place to find this. I was trying to find it really quick with my phone, but uh, mm-hmm. Alex is very useful if you ever want to talk about GI Joe, but yeah. only that. He doesn't know anything about it, so he's just there as a resource, sort of a verbal human Wikipedia. Yeah, or, it's, G- or Jopedia. It's it's gonna something some really bad. That's, that's his code name. It's Jopedia. Yeah. <laughs> something really bad is gonna happen to get him on the X Men. Like he's way down on the on the chart. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. He's like, you know what? He's he's below Band Aid guy. Yeah, and he's he's below color matching. <laughs> no, nothing against Alex. I would hang out with Alex. We talk about Joe all the time. He's just not. Right, gonna fight he wouldn't know what he was saying. He's just not going to fight Magneto anytime you, soon. But you would just go, what? What's well, Blowtorch's name? Yeah. Well, for, for example, <laughs> Alex can tell you that uh, <laughs> that um, uh, shipwreck's real name is Hector Delgado. Yeah. And that he's really yeah that he's Hector born X Delgado. So Hector X Delgado, me. and he was born in Chula Vista. <laughs> That is not how he was played on the television. No. He was not. He was not no. a proud Latino man on no. that show. He grew up near the San Diego Navy Yards. Uh, I believe the toys were made with a lot more diversity. Oh, wow. in, mind. in the two-part episode, "There's No Place Like Springfield," he revealed he lied about being the minimum age of seventeen in order to join up. I remember that. Oh, uh, he would also be able to tell you that Leatherneck 
was Wendell A. Metzger from Stromsburg, Nebraska. Now, I couldn't tell you about the Nebraska, Nebraska right, part. But just the name, yeah. I'm just telling you. He's from Stromsburg. I think it's Wendell also, Metzger. Could, now, could, could... Wendell Metzger. Could yeah. Alex also tell you that Shipwreck dislikes the use of quote-unquote gadgets in war? And that see the target, shoot the target is his philosophy? He it's hated snack, buttons. Snack, great snack. <laughs> he hated buttons. He didn't even like buttons. Like, Fuck this, I'm not buttoning this shirt. Now, now... Where does a parrot fit into that? <laughs> more of a friend than, okay. a, than, a, yeah. than a gadget. I could do this all day. I'm not, yeah, yeah, not, no, not going to do this all day. You just wanted to talk about G.I. Joe. Yeah, That's all you wanted to really do. Al- Alex would come by and he'd be like, can I go now? He'd go, no, 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 no wait, 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 wait. Tell me about barbecue. So, so what do you know about Zorana, though? <laughs> oh, right. What was her name? That's Zorana. What was, her, what was her full name? Zorana Delgado. <laughs> There were, if, if this week, the Hollywood Reporter put out a oral history of the G.I. Joe cartoon, and uh, there actually is a part where they talk about how they made it very um, diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they made they, right. they did that very... Uh, her name is Zoe, first of all, Josh. Zoe... <laughs> Zartan's a nickname? I thought that was his real name. I think it's his last name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So her Zoe last name Zartan. is different than yeah. his? No, her last name is Zartan. She's Zoe Zartan. But she was Zorana. No, no way. It says real name, last name unknown. Ooh. But she's Zartan's sister... So she has to. He, no, maybe Zartan confusing. isn't as realistic. Zartan is a whole mystery. So I thought so. they were the kids. There was the Xandar, Xandar and Zorana were the, the twins. Zan, yeah. Zachary, Zachary is Xandar's name, and he was Zartan's brother. He was voiced oh. by Peter Cullen. Oh. Zartan. Rattle. Um, this is Rattle. Zartan. Name unknown. That's why I love that about GI Joe. Yeah. Because the kid, I was like, oh my god, what is his name? It's unknown. Kept you up at night. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But so Mark Bovenzi. Yeah. Uh, he can change one tire extremely quickly, Just but one. the rest are regular speed. <laughs> so it represents a twenty five percent savings. Is it just a? He has super like so like if he worked at the the store, the tire place, the tire place, yeah. right? He can do the first one at super speed. It's like then the rest are normal. So can he? So if he's got like four cars on the line, can he just do the first tire on all four, or is it he can do a fast one every fourth tire? Mm. It works either way. It's that 25% of that, that tire if, yeah. can be done What if it's one of those cars that only have three wheels? The, the limitation is that <laughs> like, like the power is good. The restriction it's, is the... It's, uh, it's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So he could work at he could work like on a NASCAR pit crew. Yeah. Just changing the one tire. But he's valuable because yeah. he's saving everybody. Well, sometimes 25%. they only need the cha- they, so you right. know they they pull it up, they t- they just do the yeah. one, right? Yeah. yeah. So the problem is that quarter way through that job on the one. He goes to regular speed. What? So, wait. It's weird. That doesn't make sense. Wait, through the first tire? So you're only changing one tire? 25% like, of any oh. tire job. So, no, I just changed oh, it. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Come on, man. <laughs> you're the worst improv partner ever. You're supposed to say yes and, but Well, no, but with these are rules. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so you can do the one tire. Okay. Right. You can do the one tire. There you go. All right, well, so thank you, Lucas Barwald, Ian Matthews Belaine, Alex Ferrer, and Mark Provenzi for being loyal iFanboy patrons. And you can get your superpower by going to patreon.com slash iFanboy and signing up. Yeah, people. I like that people are excited, are, are enjoying this part. Yeah, because it's fun for us. It is. Yeah, it's a blast. Let's plug some upcoming shows because you know you don't listen to this part of the show. Uh, we released a booksplode this week where we uh, the return of the booksplode again via the patrons. That was one of our goals we hit this week, this month. It's we talked about Dark Knight, a true Batman story by Paul Dini and Eduardo Riso, and uh, we was doing a booksplode every other month, alternating with a talksplode, and uh, so you can find it on the feed right behind this show. Uh, lots of fun to talk about and a really great book. Yep. 
And as far as other podcasts coming up, uh, the next super uh, comic book themed media thing will be Luke Cage, uh, the, 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 the highly anticipated series from Netflix, which is coming at the end of September. I'm a big fan of Mike Coulter, who plays Luke Cage, so I cannot wait. At some point, we'll probably talk about it. Uh, probably not. Not today. as long as it. Yeah. Not, well, first, not the day it comes out. Also, hopefully, not as long as it took us to talk about Daredevil season two. Yes. that was like two months later. Exactly. So we'll see. But that said, Luke Cage is on our radar, so don't worry, it's coming. So. And finally, if you can't stand this, you need more. You should go to Goodfellas. You can't stand this ending. Goodfellasminute.com, and you can listen to the uh, 145 episodes we did uh, talking about Goodfellas this one is minute the sh- at a time. Show about Godfather. It's not about Godfather. Those are two different films um, in the American so this gangster is, This is genre. the Carlitos Way podcast. Again, <laughs> that's a Cuban gangster. Oh. No, is it? No, he's in Miami. That's Scarface. Know. I never actually saw Carlitos Way. Not so worth it. Sean Penn's in that, right? Maybe. Yeah, he is. He's, it was he's not, a lawyer. Yeah, it's not. Oh, I've yeah, never seen the, it, but I know he's he had a lawyer. The he had the, the fro. Yeah. So, when is the anniversary of us starting that? Uh, con- the 21st. Like the 20, uh, no, the... 25th? It's the 23rd or 4th, I think. All right, so this might be the last time we've mentioned the show. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Okay. We, we talked about it for a year. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. Uh, Every now and then. So get to com. That will be there even if we don't keep talking about it. And you can head over to ifanway.com and comment on this show, talk about this week's books, find our other podcasts that we just mentioned earlier, follow us at facebook.com slash ifanboy and at ifanboy on Twitter. And that's where you can find out what the pick is before we do the show. And you can follow us individually at J.A. Flanagan, C.S. Kilpatrick, Ron XO. And if you like what you're listening to, go to iTunes, leave a review or any other spot where you can leave a review. Just let people know how much you like iFanboy. We thank everybody who does that. Spread the word. It's great to see you guys talking about how you like the show on Twitter and on Facebook and all that sort of stuff. We thank everybody for that. But help us spread the word about iFanboy. You are our favorite people. And thank you. All right. So it's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, Next week we'll be back to normal. So until then, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Goodbye. All I want is one more chance.